Welcome to the Collective Experiences Society, a podcast celebrating the universal and interconnected human experience. And now, your co-hosts. Welcome to episode number one of the Collective Experiences Society. I'm your co-host, Praneet. And I'm your other co-host, Nicole. Today, we're going to be talking about fear, what it is, what does it mean to you, and why, yes, fear is important. Do you have a lot of fears, Praneet? I do. You know, I there's a few things that I'm afraid of. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the heights. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid of heights for sure. Do you like roller coasters? You know, uh, yes and no. I sort of want to go on to roller coasters, but it's just something about being that high uh, doesn't sit well with me. Even when I'm in like uh, tall high rise buildings, I try to avoid the glass or go near the glass at all costs. Looking down? Oh, uh-uh. no. The, no. Yeah, no. That's that's one of my you know a, a huge fear and the I think my biggest like uh, fear so to speak mm-hmm. uh, that I think in my mind is sort of made up is a fear like the dark the dark I'm, yeah I'm r- like really afraid of the dark I usually leave lights on at night I can't sleep in my apartment when it's like completely pitch black so I don't mean to get like super deep right away. But do you think that your fear of the dark is because you can't like control your surroundings when you can't see it or? Big time. I yeah. honestly, uh, there's a door that goes from my bedroom into uh, the uh, the restroom and I will uh, shut that door because I, I don't want to look into that room. It's, it's all dark and just like my bedroom's already dark, but that's even darker. Yeah, like your eyes adjusted to the bedroom, but now like there's a newer, darker space oh, yeah. that you have no idea what could be in there. Yeah, that uh, that uh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it's just not happening. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not happening. But I think, you know, f- certain fears are healthy and uh, even this potential fear of uh, darkness is uh, healthy in some ways. Uh, just, you know, puts limits on what... I know that uh, I can't do right now and what I want to try to overcome. Yeah. What about you, Nicole? Uh, What are your fears? My fears are really silly. Um, My biggest fear, I would say, is needles. I have like a very irrational fear of like needles. I hate shots and I feel like everyone hates shots, right? Like that's like a pretty normal thing. But like I go to like extremes when I'm getting a shot. I am a crybaby. I have like full blown panic attacks. One time when I was 10, I kicked a doctor in the vagina. Am I allowed to say vagina on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, vagina. (laughs) And um, I was 10. Like that's something like a four year old should be doing. Not a 10, like that's a fifth grader, a whole ass fifth grader. Can I curse on the podcast? I'm like realizing like we have not gone over podcast No, rules. we haven't. Should we pause? No. No. Keep it going. Keep it going. Uh, I've decided we can curse on the podcast. Yeah. We'll just limit it though because, you know, it's just yeah. not professional. Uh, um, I really hate needles. Straight oh, up. Oh, I, you know what? Needles. I, I'm not a big fan of needles. I just sort of look the other way when it comes to needles. But uh, I've had some uh, weird experiences. I went in to get a, a blood test. This is a f- years back. And I, the nurse that was doing it wasn't able to successfully uh, place the needle and, and draw the blood. No. 
And I, she did this a couple times and I jokingly said, oh, what is this going to take like six times? You manifested it. I really did manifest it. What ended up happening is she did it a third time and still didn't happen. Uh, Did it a fourth time and still couldn't get uh, the needle into the right spot just because I was dehydrated at that time. So I got a little bit of water, did it a fifth time. And now I've been sitting in this room for like a good hour. Too long. Too, far too long yeah. for, for an appointment that should have taken maybe 10 minutes. And finally she comes back and says that by law she's not allowed to give me or to draw my blood or attempt to draw my blood a sixth time. So she had to call in one of her supervisors. So I had to wait oh. around while a supervisor became available. And then they, they were able to successfully perform the blood test. Let me tell you, that is a good way to overcome your fear of needles. No, because I'm literally about to throw up the like dinner we just had. I'm feeling so nauseous just thinking about being in your position. Like, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Like, I just, I can't. It just isn't happening for me. I also can't get like tattoos. It's not even just like a medical thing. Like needles in general just like weird me out so bad. I can't get tattoos. I can't get my ears pierced. Oh, wow. Yeah, like it's it's a bad fear. But, you know, it's it's one of those fears that I think you can certainly work towards overcoming or finding a way to be able to uh, tolerate them. Definitely tolerate. Now, speaking of that uh, and taking your fears on uh, head first, um, I hear you're going to be uh, getting a uh, vaccine tomorrow. Woo-woo! Yeah. I'm getting vaccinated. Excellent. Good to see that you are doing your part in helping uh, stop the uh, spread of uh, the uh, COVID uh, virus and yeah. getting vaccinated. Uh, Take public care service announcement. Others. Sorry. Take care of others. Totally. Just public service announcement. Go out there and get your vaccines, people. We're not going to peer pressure you into doing it, but, but we, we might it. judge you if you don't. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, <laughs> but if I can do it with my fear of needles, you probably can too. Way to, you know, honestly, a uh, way to take, uh, basically face your fears uh, and book that appointment, you know, last minute just to uh, uh, get it out of the way. Yeah. Parneet literally watched me have like an anxiety attack because my friend Amelia got me the appointment and she was like FaceTiming me. And I was like, <laughs> I can't do it. But I'm like, no, 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 I'm going, I'm going because I have to take care of like others and myself. But Will I be a mess tomorrow? Probably. But sometimes you just got to face your fears. Totally. And, you know, uh, speaking of like the fear of the darkness, what I generally tend to do, you know, I've been, what I've been doing slowly over the last year, and this is silly, but I have um, basically lights on in my apartment. So slowly I've been just like turning one more light off Aww. every single time as it comes closer and closer to the bedroom. Still haven't gotten to the point where I can shut the blinds off so no outside light gets in. But Ooh. But I, I'm getting there. I'm working up baby to it. Steps. Baby steps. And, you know, maybe one day I will be able to um, be more accustomed to it. But I think we, we were having a conversation offline the other day about this. Uh, this fear of the darkness, especially on my side, might be deep rooted in other fears. Yeah. Um, be it separation anxiety or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there might be a greater cause that's uh, uh, at play here uh, with that uh Uh, fear of um, uh, the darkness you know what the darkness reminds me of 
The deep like ocean. I'm scared of the ocean. Are you scared of the ocean? Honestly, I think the ocean is amazing, but there is some it's really, it, it's absolutely beautiful, but yeah. there are some parts of it that um, I could not bring myself to uh, partake in. Submarines being one of them. I Heck know, no. No, I can't, uh, like deep sea being like that. under and like, yeah. oh, what if like you can't open the door one time? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No. Um, then there's uh, Mariana's Trench, which I think is a is a wonder on our planet but i don't think it's i would never be able to work up the courage to go that deep i mean one it's so 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 incredibly into like under the the sea level that um you know it's it's not even funny but it's completely pitch black there so we're combining two of my fears i mean i would love to figure out a way to get over this fear of uh darkness but combined with the unknown of the ocean i that is something that uh, i don't think i can uh, take head on so i'm gonna be honest with you i did have to google what the mariana's trench was <laughs> clearly i'm not paying enough attention in earth science lab but i literally <laughs> just googled it and i was like oh yeah i do remember learning about that that's it, a big no for me uh, yeah, i can't imagine the deep ocean like it's just the mystery of the unknown yeah. Same with like space, right? Like we know enough to an extent, right? But like, I don't know, you go like just a little too far out and it, it could get weird. You don't know. Uh, you right? don't. And, 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 you know, at the same right, at the same time, the space, I, I sort of am open to potentially exploring that. Do you want to live on Mars? I don't want to live on Mars, oh. but I think it'd be kind of cool to visit Mars. No. Okay. So you don't want to be an astronaut no, at no. all. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be an astronaut. I don't think I could do the astronaut thing. I I think one of the other things is like, uh, it took me a while to get over being able to fly and I, I can do it fine now. Right, because you have a fear of heights. Yeah. You so, have a huge fear of heights. So, I didn't even think about how that would... Which why is, would I ask if you want to go to space? Which I'm is, a bad listener today. <laughs> which is crazy when you think about it. When I fly now, I sit in the window seat and I look outside all the time. Yeah. And you're like, okay with it? I think it's a coping mechanism. Wow, that's because, I think that's growth. Uh, that's I, impressive. I, I look out the window, and in front of me, usually on a little screen, is what height we're at, mm. and I'm just like just watching that, and I'm just like, okay, I'm, that's you know, it's just a mode of transportation. It but is. It, 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 I'm working myself to be completely fine with that. I'm at a better place than I was, you know, four years ago. About mm. it. Um, but that darkness, yes, I night flights don't like it all. Oh yeah, because you can't see like anything. No, you can't. And I did a flight a few years ago uh, during the night from North America to Amsterdam, and yep, I you know once you're over the ocean, you don't see much out there. And I was like, nope, I closed like, the window. Not happening. No, I couldn't. I had to close the window and I took a nap. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's valid. I think night flying is scarier than daytime flying. Oh, big time. Just because time. you can't really see it. It almost feels like a fever dream. You're usually like sleep deprived or like exhausted. So you like pass out naturally, but then you're like stressed. So then like you can't and you're in like that weird level of like, I don't say like delusion, but like you're out of it. You yeah, know? oh, totally. And, uh, you know, once I landed in Amsterdam, it was the day I was totally fine. Like the last like 15, 20 minutes of the flight it was it was a piece of cake. It was like, yeah. oh, it's, a, it's fine. But yeah, no. 
No, flying scary. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, space, though, this is this is interesting. Even mm-hmm. though I have this fear of heights, I have the fear of darkness, and you know, space kind of combines both of those, just mm-hmm. depending on where you're at. I would not be opposed to taking a space tourist flight and just like going around the planet a couple times in in in, in low Earth orbit. Okay, so this might be another dumb uh, comment or question. There's no such thing as dumb questions. No, Curiosity is welcomed here. Yes. Um, unless you're me. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, how long does it take to go to space? I don't know much about. I literally have avoided it because I have such a big fear of like black holes and that stuff. So like space to me is like a big no. And I don't like learning about it. Well, so if we look at what SpaceX and uh, some of the other companies are doing to right. uh, test this out, uh, they're saying that, you know, probably 15, 20 minutes you're you're in. And, you wow. know, if, if any of those listeners out there can correct me on this, but I, I think it's 15, 20 minutes until you're in low Earth orbit. Um, and it, it takes, uh, when I read last, it was a, a 90 minute trip around the planet, roughly. Around the entire planet? Yeah. Okay, so can I ask another dumb question? Sure. Actually, I think I already answered it in my head. What? But if it only takes 90 minutes, why does it take so long for us to get places on airplanes? But airplanes are different than like... Yeah. Um, spaceships? Spaceships, yeah. Yeah, because spaceships are traveling outside of the Earth's... Uh, right. You know, sphere the there. Basically, they're, they're, they're in... Gravity yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they're... Science. Uh, <laughs> science. Uh, they're outside of our atmosphere they're basically mm. in, in an orbit around that i think uh space travel would be awesome i don't know if i'd want to participate might, you never know I, I think i might have a fear of that we're well, learning new fears today we are learning about new fears give us like 20 years and we'll do it for a vlog don't worry guys <laughs> Sp- the space travel episode i'm not coming. committing to that <laughs> <laughs> um no yeah scary now that that is very scary uh, but speaking about fears when we look at fears like you know darkness fears the needle or, or not the needle but getting uh, the needle the needle needles uh, needles in general uh you know uh, fear of pain like those are things that you can potentially uh work to alleviating or making better yeah, you can do small things like in your everyday life to like work towards getting over your fear because fear is not a permanent thing. It's just an emotion at the end of the day. Oh, totally. And and, and that brings me to, I think, a fear that we share. Ooh, the one that's not physical. That's not physical. At it's all. psychological. It's that fear of failure. Welcome to Hashtag Deep with Barney and Nicole. Um, no, I think that that's my biggest fear easily, like straight up. Like I am an Enneagram 3, fear of failure scares me. I don't enjoy not doing well. I mean, who does, right? But like, I think it like actually hurts me. I, you know, I, I have a huge fear of failure and um failing at life and failing at business and failing um hard in almost uh, you know anything that i'm doing and when i look at different things that i'm part of uh, i always you know have that thing in the back of my mind that what if this ends tomorrow like what i would be devastated um and as an entrepreneur as someone that uh you know, doesn't work for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my paycheck is completely dependent on what I do. Right, it's up to you. Yeah, it's completely up to me. So that fear of failure when you're running companies kicks in hard. It runs your life at that point, right? It it, it does. And it's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, have, uh, but may not vocalize it. But at the same time, when you look at uh, people that are in, or students that are in university or college, or they're starting Mm -hmm. their first day of school, uh, that fear really does kick into them as well because it's something completely brand new to them mm-hmm. and it, it's something that's hard to overcome potentially and i think that with like failure comes like also like the fear of being embarrassed or not doing well right yeah. like i think there's like an embarrassment level of like if i do this wrong everyone's gonna know i did something wrong and nothing's ever gonna go right again like it becomes very black and white super all or nothing thinking when really like we could be using failure as just like a way of looking at it as like redirection almost Mm -hmm. but because of like i think societal norms like messing up is like not accepted and and you know i that is a fault in in our society and i think messing up or learning hard lessons um are an important aspect of growing up you know when you ride a bicycle you're gonna fall off it and that is something that's just gonna happen and you have to get over that uh fear and you know let it happen if it's going to happen. If you're learning to, you know, skateboard for the first time, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. Uh, if you're going to school, you're going to, you know, there, there's you're not going to master every lesson at yeah, school. Like exactly. it's just not possible. Like there's going to be places where you're going to need to grow and put like extra work in. You're not going to get everything right on the first try. Oh, totally. And as an entrepreneur and as, uh, as, as business owners that are listening, who can probably attest to as well, uh, there will be business ventures that will, uh, you know, blow up and not work out and mm-hmm. you may lose money on them or you may lose your time depending on what you've invested into it. But I think society is wrong for punishing people for, for taking risks yeah and that's where i think uh a fear of uh failure really comes in where societies portrays everything should be rosy everything should be perfect and that's the way it should be right and life's not like that life's so imperfect and so flawed and messy right that's what makes life beautiful though and that's what makes it so fun to exist because you have room to mess up essentially right and you have, t- uh, you know, time to experience different things in whatever you are doing. Right. And, and and that's one of the things that we'll be talking about is the human experience. And part of that human experience is n- knowing that it's okay to fail and uh, that, y- you know, failure doesn't mean that uh, it is the end of whatever you're doing. It's just one door is closing and another door is going to open for you. Yeah. And I also think that like failure doesn't define you. I think that it's easy to like get overly attached to your failure when you can be looking at it in a more optimistic way of being like, okay, this is just room for something better to come along. Right. But it's so easy to get in that mindset like, oh, if I fail at this, then I'm bad at life. Oh, totally. And you know, I've had experiences where, uh, I have crashed and burned, uh, at, at, at various things out of high school, I was an 18 year old kid and I decided that I wanted to start a record label and I'm, it failed classically. One, it was my first attempt at starting a business. I spent thousands of dollars trying to get this business off the ground, uh, for it to basically collapse a few years later. 
I made some friends out of that that are to this day lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gained uh, a, t- a tremendous amount of business experience. So much knowledge, I'm sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, but I would not have gained that if I had not failed. Yeah, if you hadn't gone through it, you would have no idea what it's like. Uh, totally. But at the same rate, society may look at that and say, oh, that's just another f- person that's a failure. Yeah, like that's really unfortunate. That person sucks. Uh, yeah, but they don't. They, they have worldly experience. They, you know, mm-hmm. it's if you failed a class, shouldn't be ashamed of it. You failed it. You, yep. you know, you pick up the pieces and you you move go, on. Yeah, you go redo it, and you know, everything. Do it works a little out. differently the next time. Yes, you take what you made as a mistake and you bring it to the next class. Oh, totally. Uh, that, that's that's uh, yeah. And I I wish at some point you know society sees. Uh, Failure, failure is not a negative, but failure is uh, something that uh, should be embraced. Yeah, it's a part of life. Uh, totally, um, but and that that's what we when I look at failure, it, we really need to redefine and and reclassify what it means to each of us, mm-hmm. and not and you know step away from society. I don't think we need to look at what you know, Susie down the street thinks of yeah. uh, you failing a class or the fact that your business uh, collapsed and you're picking up the pieces or, you know, you're coming out of a tough relationship and it's failed. It, it doesn't mean that it's the end, end of the world, yeah. right? Like you can't let other people, like if you're living for other people, you're never going to be happy. And yeah. if you start to accept your failures, like you're going to grow so much more. Like when I dropped out of college, TBT in 2018, I was so mad at myself because I was like, I failed. I am this awful person. I'm never going to be good at anything. Like I ruined all my chances at having a successful life. I was 18. You really think like the end of the world is happening at 18? Girl, you're still a teenager. Like you need to chill out. And I think that like, those things happen for a reason. And if you're like wondering, like I was so embarrassed, like walking around my hometown, I was like, oh, people are going to see me and I'm gonna have to explain to them. And this is so sad. But then like, I got to this point of acceptance, like, yeah, okay. That wasn't the experience I was looking for and it did not serve me. So I left good for me moving on, like time to grow and grind and become a better person from it. Oh, totally. And uh, we were talking about this earlier, but I, I believe everything really does happen for a reason and it does let you uh, define who you want to be and how, how you want to get there. So, you know, yes, you dropped out of uh, university at one point, but you took the time to, you know, really uh, figure out what you wanted to do and who you wanted to be. And uh, for that, you know, you're in a better spot. Yeah, I feel 10 times better than I would have felt staying at that place and then getting the degree that I didn't want and living a life that wasn't serving me at all. Right. Oh, totally. And, and, you know, and by redefining your failure, you're, you're, you're living the life that you want to live and achieving the goals that you want to actually achieve now. And I don't think that I would have gotten to that point if I didn't go through that failure. And I think that's what makes failure weirdly beautiful, no matter how much it scares me at the same time. Oh, totally. And that's why, you know, when we were starting this podcast, I I was saying that fear is something that you shouldn't be afraid to embrace because it can help make you into a better person. I was really 
I don't want to say like skeptical, but I was nervous to tell Parneet that I was down to the podcast because we've been talking about this for like a year. And I was basically like, I don't know. I just like don't want it to go wrong. I don't know if we're going to be successful. Like that's going to make me feel embarrassed almost if we don't do well. And then Parneet was like, well, I mean, the only like the worst thing that could happen is like it doesn't go well, but it's not going to go like that because we're both determined to make it successful. And I was like, huh. You know what? Yeah, fake it till you make it. Failure is just not an option because if things go quote unquote like wrong, it's gonna get better somehow. Like it's gonna direct us into a place that's better for us. Oh, totally. And uh, speaking of fake it till you make it, shout out to MK Fit for coming up with that. Yes, that's exactly where I got it from. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, oh, totally. And uh, but yeah, we we talked about the podcast for literally a year. Like, uh, you know, I would. I would bring it up every little bit and be like, hey, we really should do this thing. And, and I'm like, oh, that would be fun. Ha 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 super fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm shy. I don't know if I can do something like that. But, you know, at, at some point you, you want to try to break that fear that, that, that why am I holding myself back? Yeah, you got to push yourself. Oh, totally. And, you know, we're doing this now. And sure, the first couple things that we did were kind of, you know, nerve wracking for both of us and being outside filming, you know, video or pictures. being taking pictures in, in the middle of a park. That's uh, there's a billion people around. It's just like, it's odd because you've got the camera in your hand and people are looking at you. And that is a fear that I've had. Like I, I want to, I've, I've wanted to do a podcast. I want to do a vlog, but I'm always worried about what the person is going to think, but who cares, cares what other people yeah. are thinking, right? Yeah. Like I was I avoided taking like public speaking at our community college because I was like, I can't speak in front of a crowd. Like that scares me for, I don't say no reason. Cause it's not like it's an invalid fear. Cause there's no thing as invalid fears, but it's like a silly fear. Cause like I do public speaking at my job all the time to small groups, but it's still pretty public. But like I took interpersonal communication, which is basically what we're doing right now. We're just talking one-on-one -on -one, yeah. and I feel so comfortable. But like when we were doing like the actual filming of like content and like people could see us, I was so like stunned at how anxious I suddenly had gotten, you know? I was just like not mentally prepared for that. But then like we were both there to kind of be each other's like cheerleader and be like, okay, you know what? Like this is scaring both of us. We are very similar, like, but this is both something that we want to do. And if we want to be totally. successful, we just got to push through. And it kind of used the fear of failure to really like shove us into the deep end and be like, okay, just do it. I, I totally completely ag agree. And you know, when you're looking at a, f a fear of failure and, and you've redefined it as something that you're going to embrace and try to work on, I think some of the best things that you can do is start setting goals for yourself. Oh yeah. Um, in terms of wanting to achieve um, whatever you're start, start, you know, setting yourself up for, for example, in our podcast, when we were launching it um, as we, as we were working towards recording this first episode um, and something that we'll keep doing going forward, we started basically coming up with uh, different agendas for each day that we talked, what we talked about, what we had to do, and just coming up with little goals uh, for, for, for each of us, right? So it's less scary. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely uh, less uh, scary, scary to do. And right. Um, and also looking at things that will make us afraid and what are hard no's like you know we're not gonna go run up the sound of the mountain in the middle of the night for content because 
that's just a thing on my fear list and my avoidance list that's just there. He's saying that, but he was trying to push it earlier. So he is lying to you guys. He wants to go to the mountains. And I said, no, <laughs> put that down for the record. Put that think, down for the record. I think it would have been an interesting way to, to, to beat that fear or heighten that fear. Yeah. Yeah. I also like, I'm not a, um, camping person. So the idea of being like in places that like I are unfamiliar I, and naturey, like, uh, I don't know something about it just scares me. And that's gonna be like the most, like, I'm such a city girl moment, but I'm from like a rural area. I, so you'd think I'd be down, but. Oh, totally. Mm -mm. I have this camping story that feeds into my fear of darkness. Really? This, I just, I just remembered this. So this is uh, right out of high school. We would go every weekend to this one camping spot in Vancouver mm -hmm. um, that was, you know, it was out of the city. It was about a 40 minute drive out and you're kind of really on a logging trail and then it kind of feeds off into uh, this campsite that's uh, beside a lake. Yeah. And it's, it's not a campsite that's a campsite. It's just people go camping there. Yeah. So we would go camping there and we went one weekend and it decided there was going to be a torrential downpour. Ew. Uh, yeah, ew, is completely right. And I had brought my car and I was going to sleep in my car in this camping trip. And the rain started in the middle of the night. So it's pitch black. Like once yeah. we went to bed, I do not leave my car no matter what. Like, I, it's I will, just not happening. It's just not happening. If I have to go to the bathroom, I will hold it in until it's light out. That's a skill. That, yeah. That's it, a skill. That, yeah. So it started raining and it started raining hard. And there was thunder, it was windy, and I guess one of my friend's tents broke in the middle of the night. No. So he got out of his tent because it had collapsed. Yeah, he, it's he, broken. He, it's not serving him. It's not serving him, and he needed to do something and either get someone's help or come into my car. So I'm passed out, and he ran to my car and banged on the no. window. I screamed so loud that everyone that was at that camping trip was away. I would have pissed my pants. Are you kidding? That's terrifying. It, it was. It was. It was an awful, awful thing to experience. No, yeah. <laughs> but it definitely didn't help me get over my fear. It of, heightened it probably. Oh, big time. Because I was like, oh my God, who's out there? Yeah. But that was, it was just a funny thing that happened in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the night in a camping trip in the darkness. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's interesting. I mean, I like camping. I have nothing against camping. I've, I've been camping, you know, several times. So uh, that is fine with me, but I, I prefer uh, camping in a more... Um, Lit area? Yeah. Or a more... Um, Developed area? Yeah, like a natural campsite campsite yeah. instead of just like... Oh, totally. No, I, I, yeah, let's just not go camping in the middle of the woods somewhere. Yeah, let's go, go, go to a, a state park that's got uh, facilities and whatnot. Rangers. Park rangers around. That that type of camping I can do because, you know, you can usually see uh, where the, the... Something. Something, yeah, where the tracks are, where the their little... The rangers' huts are and whatnot, so you can always find someone for help. That's the camping that I'm that I'm fine with. My coworkers want to go camping, and we keep talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm down, but I'm like getting kind of anxious because I'm like, oh no, like what if I freak out on the camping trip and then they hate me? Oh, fear of rejection. That's that goes on to my fear of failure. Really, I have a huge fear of rejection. Wow. 
Yeah. I, uh, this is just becoming therapy. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get that? Fear? How did I jump that? Jump well, to that right now? <laughs> or just well, like in general? How, what, tell me about this. That's, I didn't know you had a fear of rejection. Oh, really? Yeah. Am I good at hiding it? Very, very much. I did not You're validating know. me so hard right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I... Um, I grew up as a people pleaser for sure. I think I'm just now starting to get out of that phase of my life where like I need everyone to like me. Um, but beforehand when I was a people pleaser, it was bad. I just, I wanted anyone to like me, literally just anybody. And like now I've gotten to a point where I'm very secure in who I am as a person and my beliefs and how I act. Like I understand that I'm not a conventional person. Like I have gotten to that point, but I think that growing up, I was really insecure about that because no one around me was very similar to me. And so that made me become a people pleaser. And then if people didn't like me, I was like, why? Like, you know, not to quote Taylor Swift, but <laughs> it wouldn't be the podcast if I didn't. Um, you know how I can mirror ball by Taylor Swift when she talks about how like, she's just a reflection of who she's around. That's how I was in high school. Really bad. Like I remember one time I was sitting in my English class junior year. I sat with a group of a bunch of like very FFA based people. If you don't know what FFA is, it is like the future farmers of America association. It goes hard in my hometown. It is crazy. And we were talking about political beliefs and we were guessing our, prof our professor, our teachers, political beliefs. And we were like, we can't tell. And then the kid behind me was like, oh, well, like Nikki, like we can't tell like what your political beliefs are. Like you look liberal, but like you're definitely conservative. And I was like sitting there and I was like, ha ha ha, I don't know. And then like the girl I sat next to who I loved was like, well, obviously like Nikki's conservative or else we wouldn't be friends with her. And I was sitting there like gay as fuck. Like, oh no, I'm gonna get hate crimes. And I was like, no, obviously I'm conservative when clearly that's just not who I am. So I think that my people pleasing has like really led to my fear of rejection where like, if people don't like me, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Because I'm trying so hard to make them like me. But now at this point in my life, I'm like, okay, like I am who I am. I'm not gonna change that for other people and not everyone's gonna like me. I'm not for everyone, right? Oh, totally. And I, you know, if people can't accept you for who you are, then fundamentally, uh, why bother? Yeah. Like straight up, like oh, why totally. have them around? Totally. And you know, in work, I was always a yes person. Mm -hmm. You know, people will be like, hey, can you get, get this done? Sure. sure. I can do whatever you want. Exactly. And I would uh, do that whether it be in, you know, in an entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial capacity or at uh, when I was working a nine to five uh, back in the day, I would always say yes, yes, yes. But it took me a long time to realize that I have the right to say no. And yeah. And you're going to get burnt out like that. Yeah. It oh, gets no. exhausting, like trying to please others because you're not taking care of yourself at that point. You're just literally living for others. Yeah. Oh, totally. And so I totally understand your fear of rejection like that, that, that completely makes sense when you, when you say it like that. And honestly, people shouldn't be judging people on their political beliefs. I mean, that's, you can be friends with everyone. You can. Yeah. I have friends that are, you know, conservative. I have friends that are liberal. I have uh, friends that are, uh, 
middle ground, middle ground, centrist, centrist, and I have I friends. Think that's the term. Yeah, <laughs> and I have friends that are basically apolitical. Couldn't really care know, less. Care less. Had haven't voted in decades and probably never will. And I'm not going to not be friends with them. Uh, you know, and I that that being said, I also have friends from every you know type of lifestyle you could imagine and i don't hold anything against anyone like you gotta you do you and i'll accept you for who you are yeah and i think that at the end of the day it's just are you a good person Mm -hmm. are you someone that works well with me right i think that as long as you accept that there are other people that are different than you and you can still care about them or respect them as a human being then it shouldn't matter Oh, totally. And, and, you know, with that fe- uh, fear of uh, rejection, like, you know, I would, anyone that out there that's, that's kind of battling that reframe it, don't use it as uh, something that is going to, or don't think about your fear as a negative, you know, you're unique for who you are and the world is a better place for that. Oh, 100%. And I think that once you accept that with yourself, it's about really feeling like secure in yourself. I think that it becomes almost like a superpower knowing exactly who you are and knowing that you're not for everyone, but knowing that like the people that have you in their life, like really do appreciate you because they understand that you're a little quirkier or whatever, like they actually care about you. And that becomes like your superpower. Cause you're like, okay, like I am who I am. I don't have to pretend to be something else. Exactly. Never pretend. I mean, that's uh, the one thing that's going to lead you down to a path uh, of uh, no return. If you pretend to be someone that you're not, it can be, you know, in the long run, a a really bad place uh, to be. Exhausting place. Uh, Yeah, uh, totally. Totally. Um, And I was just looking at this uh, quote or topic from, I wouldn't call it a quote. I would call it a point from Tim Ferriss, who's who's a entrepreneur he's an author he's a, a life hacker he he likes to try different things for lifestyles and he recommends fear setting and i want to get your thoughts on this basically creating a checklist of what you're afraid to do and what what you fear will happen if you do it Ooh, i know that's at first i'm like oh it's a bucket list of my nightmares but then like it's kind of like being asked like what's the worst that could happen yeah. right like point blank like well, what is the worst that could happen i think that is a brilliant idea i think i think tim is on to something here no i think so what do you think would be the worst that would happen if i turn all the lights off right now i would uh sit in my seat and wait for the lights to come back on what if i never turn them off what if i never turn them on <laughs> uh uh, that's a, that's a, let's not cross that bridge. I just leave. <laughs> yeah, sitting in my apartment with the lights off. I'm like laughing at the window. I'm like, ha ha ha. <laughs> that would, uh, you know what? And that's something like, uh, what would happen? What, what would happen if I was in, in the complete darkness? Honestly, I think I would get acclimatized to it pretty fast. I think I would start feeling my way around the room or the place that I'm at. And when I, when I look at this fear setting thing and I, I, I didn't think much about it until this moment mm-hmm. as we're talking about this, right. but that really makes sense. What is the worst thing that's going to happen with my fear of darkness? I would basically just feel my way around to get out of wherever I was. Right. Or like for like my fear of needles, like what's the worst that's going to happen? The needle goes in my arm. <laughs> like, yeah. like, or 
let's say it's just not just like shots, right? Like the needle pierces my ear. Okay. Like yeah. that's really all it is at the end of the day. It is. Like, yeah. When I like simplify it like that, I'm like, wow, that's so silly. This is, uh, this is definitely therapy. No, this, <laughs> We're this just is, breaking this down. We're having some, like, yeah, it's getting therapeutic. I don't see our podcast changing its tone anytime soon, no matter what the topic is. <laughs> yes. This uh, is free therapy, yes. but none of us are doctors and we might be leading you down the wrong path, but don't worry about that part. I think we're doing a pretty good job. We're totally. giving great advice. What other fears do we have? Ocean. Okay, the ocean's actually scary. The ocean is actually <laughs> scary. And the what ifs on that, let's not talk about that. I That's don't even want to get into that. I um, have been on ferries in the middle of a storm where the ferry is basically tilting 45 degrees. Looking in, in you, As you're looking out the window, you're seeing the water. And this is in Vancouver. So we're not talking, this is like, you know, a developing nation that doesn't have a adequate ferry system. This is the main ferry from Vancouver Island to the mainland. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fear that I was. Nope. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no boats ever. You know, I'm uh, anti-boat. I don't think I could fear set that one, but uh, the darkness. Yeah. I, I don't see like the, the, I don't have a good, um, what would happen? Nothing would happen. I would just find a way to turn the light back on. Yeah. Or I would eventually start seeing things. Uh, eventually you, the sun's going to come back up. Eventually the sun's coming back up. <laughs> Plus your eyes get used to it. Right. I mean, I mean honestly, I've been, I've been camping and like once you're walking around outside on the campsite in, in the it like adjust. Yeah. It adjusts. So yeah. I mean, same with needles and same thing with fear, like uh, fear of failure. I think that like, what's the worst that happens? Things go wrong. Okay. Move on. <laughs> Like not to simplify it, but like, yeah, I mean, and, and that's, uh, that's, I, I think where fears are, you got to redefine what your failure fear, fears are. And if it's a, a fear of failure, redefine failure as something, how do you turn that around to success? Mm-hmm. You know, set your goals and, you know, make them baby steps. Like we have, when we were setting up this podcast, it was like little things to do in to, to, to make it be less intimidating. Yeah. And then, uh, take Tim's advice, uh, create your fear setting lists. Uh, and you know, what are you afraid of and what will happen? Yeah, that's like straight up solid advice. Yeah. And then I would say beyond that, learn, you know, look up or, you know, learn about the things that you're afraid of. What, what, what can cause them? Or if it's a fear of failure, which is what we were going down on this path here, um, how do we, you know, overcome failure for, for, for whatever that that we're fighting in our life. Right. Right. Um, and and those four things really are going to set you up for success in the long run. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just the fear of failure alone, I I think is, is a little deeper and it's going to be something that we're gonna be touching on in another podcast. Uh, Next week, uh, we'll be talking about, uh, imposter syndrome. So I I think a part of that kind of does also, uh, come from a, a fear somewhere. Oh, it's definitely a fear of failure. And I think that imposter syndrome, I mean, I'm not going to go too hard into it because we are talking about it next week, but I think that it's easy to think that you're just living in this constant fake it till you make it. But at some point you do make it. And I think that it can be unclear that you have made it and that you are capable of being in that room. 
totally. And that's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive deeper into yeah. imposter syndrome. I think it's going to be a great episode just to uh, talk about, uh, talk it through. Uh, but it does definitely come from a fear of failure. Uh, totally. And, you know, my, my, my advice, you know, don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of fears and try to break them down and uh, figure out what is that worst thing that could happen with your fears. Uh, and, you know, remember, you are you and your fears don't define you. Yeah, you're in charge. And at the end of the day, your fears could be something that helps you grow. Yeah, always be growing. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This podcast has been a production of the Collective Experiences Society. Find us online at thecespodcast.com and on all your social media platforms at the CES Podcast.